This is All Things Therapy, where we are changing consciousness, one conversation at a time. And I'm Lisa Tahir, your host. Hello there. Welcome to All Things Therapy podcast. I'm Lisa Tahir, your host. And today I get to share with you a really beloved personal growth teacher and speaker that I learned about years before we've ever met. And I've been so blessed to get to know her and call Natalie Ledwell a friend. Natalie is, again, like I said, a really beloved, world-renowned speaker, teacher. She's the founder of Mind Movies, reaching over 6 million people and host of Not over just different podcast. Natalie is also a best-selling author and she is founder, which I was so excited to learn of an evidence-based integrated learning curriculum for grades kindergarten through 12. And get this, the focus is teaching kids about empathy, self-love, and mental well-being. And this curriculum is called Personal Growth Studies. You can implement this curriculum into your classes, your activities, your meetings. Learn more about that at personalgrowthstudies.com. And we know that early intervention is key to prevent mental health issues and really promote loving oneself and really becoming the person that you want to be in this world. Natalie, I'm going to bring you in the stream as I continue to share things about you. Hello. Hi, how are you? <laughs> Hi, Lisa. I am, I'm so <laughs> awesome. I'm really happy to be with you today. Yeah, so so happy to be here. Thank you. Thank you for reaching out. You're welcome. You know, you're also a founding member of the Association of Transformational Leaders. You, in the past, have had Wake Up TV reaching, again, millions of people. Your whole life, to me, has been about personal growth and well-being, and I'm curious about that. If you could share with us your inspiration and motivation. Yeah, I mean, I, I was introduced to personal development information in my 20s. Like I, I started um, managing fitness clubs when I was 21 years old. And so all the people that I worked for, they would always invest a lot of money in their team. So I was sent, you know, by my bosses to Tony Robbins and Jim Rohn and Zig Ziglar and all those guys. Oh, so, wow. Yeah, so I, I got a, a, a very early taste of it. And um, loved it. You know, I think I remember one of my bosses handed me a set of cassettes showing my age um, by Brian <laughs> Tracy and said, here, listen to these. And I used to drive this little old 1972 Corolla. It was orange. We used to call it the baked bean. And I would put the, those cassettes and I would drive for hours and just listen to those, those cassettes. So that was my introduction to it. And then, uh, I, you know, I met my husband. Uh, we uh, bought a nightclub, <laughs> so wow. life kind of went sideways a little bit. And uh, we had we were serial entrepreneurs together, you know, because I'd learned how to run businesses on other people's businesses while I was in fitness. You know, he and I had a whole series of different businesses until we had a friend approach us with this idea of you know creating rather than doing vision boards. Uh, of all the dreams and the desires that you have, um, creating little slideshows or little mind movies as we started to call them. 
Um, and uh, yeah, so that was, I think the secret had just been on Oprah. Everyone was talking mm -hmm. about visualizing. And, uh, and so we're like, look, that sounds great, but we know nothing about the internet. <laughs> so he goes, it's all right, I'll teach you. So within a couple of years, we had committed, you know, boots and all to, to really launch this to the world because we were getting such um, encouraging feedback through emails and from people going, this is changing my life. I'm like, okay, we need to figure this out. So within two years, we we came to the US, we joined an internet marketing mastermind, we did our big launch uh, of my movies, uh, which was 2008. So everyone was kind of losing their jobs and their homes yeah. and everything. And we ended up doing like a $700,000 launch selling this little $97 product, which was basically instructions on how to make these videos for yourself. So that kind of was what put us on the map. Talk to us about what is a mind movie. I wanted to ask you that. Yeah. So uh, as I was mentioning, like most people uh, would write to create a vision board, they would yeah. cut photos out of magazines of the house they want to live in or the car they want to drive or the vacation they want to go on. And then they would stick them up on this board and put it up on the wall so that every time they looked at these photos, it was easier for them to see themselves already driving that car, mm -hmm. already being on that holiday. So when we're looking to manifest or create things in our life, First, we have to know what it is that we want. Um, then we have to be able to see in our minds us already, you know, having that, already living that, already achieving that. But not just see it as in that we're going through that moment. We have to feel the emotions of what it's like to already have it, to already be driving the car, doing the vacation, whatever that is. Um, so this is important. When you're visualising your future, you really want to be feeling your the emotions that you will feel once you get there because your emotions are the frequency that you send out into the unified field. So, you know, through law of attraction, whatever is a vibrational match to that will then be more easily attracted to you uh, to help you to make that happen. So with a mind movie, we still use photos, um, which is, you know, great for you to visually be able to see, you know, the, the car and the house and the whatever. Yes. But we also use affirmations. Now, the affirmations are powerful because you are using the correct language. So rather than saying I'm pain-free or I'm debt-free, mm -hmm. you don't use those words because those words conjure up debt and pain. Yes. Um, we help you to articulate it in, you know, positive words in present tense is if it's already happening because remember when you watch this movie you're then going to have to visualize yourself as if it's happening now. So when you describe it as if it's happening now, it's way more effective. And the secret source is the music. So the music is going to help you to elicit the emotion of what it's going to feel like once you're already there. Mm -hmm. You know, when I create a love mind movie, I use a love song. You know, when I create, um, you know, one for my business, then I use something inspiring, something that's going to really raise my, open my heart and raise my energy levels. And if I'm doing a health and fitness one, I'm going to use something very up-tempo that's going to really get me in the mood to want to get up and exercise. So, you know, the combination of those three things and then the little process that I take you through to kind of help you get clear about what it is that you want, um, that in itself is very powerful. Like I've had people reach out to me that made my movies maybe two or three years ago and they kind of forgot about them mm -hmm. and then found them again and went, oh, my goodness, I've got everything I put in there is actually come true. But they didn't, weren't, you know, 
uh, aware, focusing on it all the time. Yes. All you need to do is just put that out into the ethers and you'd be amazed at what shows up for you. It's really, it's really true. And since you are a law of attraction teacher, there is a lot of misconception about the law of attraction and manifesting. I wondered what are some misconceptions that have been important for you to clarify for people? Yeah. I mean, I think the main one which we hear often is that, you know, uh, especially when something like The Secret came out and was it was so popular, uh, they were like, well, they kind of made it sound like all you had to do was think it and then it would happen. <laughs> and that's not necessarily the case. <laughs> um, or that if you had a thought, then rut roll, it's going to manifest into your life, which again, is not necessarily the case. So um, when it comes to manifestation, there are really six steps that I believe that you need to be able to go through to be able to create what it is that you want. You know, the first thing, and I meant attached on this before, our emotions and what we're feeling is really important. So before we even try and figure out what it is that we want, we really need to be in our happy place. Like we need to be in a good mood. We need to be feeling good because if we are in a very challenging spot in our life and we're only looking at the debt or the pain or the loneliness or whatever that, that you know, that situation is, if that's all we can see, that's all we're going to create and we can keep creating it over and over again. So we need to get ourselves out of that situation mentally so that and, and emotionally so that we can not just figure out how to get out of, of our current situation, but how do we create a life that we truly love? You know, and the thing is, if we're not in our happy place, we could write down something amazing like that, but then instantly we're going to go, yeah, but that's never going to happen for us mm. and I don't believe that's going to happen for me. And, you know, so we go, we tumble back into those low-frequency thoughts and emotions. Mm -hmm. So happy place first. You want to set your intention, which is, you know, really for me the line in the sand. It's like no matter what. I'm reaching this weight, I'm in this relationship, I am, you know, earning this money, I've got this business. Mm -hmm. um, and then from there, after your intention, you want to get really clear. And so when I help people make their mind movies and we're using affirmations to describe this amazing future, there's a few different things I get you to include. You know, one is, okay, first of all, you, you describe what it is that you want. Uh, the second thing is that you've got to describe what life looks like once you get there. Because we can say, I would like to be wealthy, but when we try to visualize that in our mind, it's like, well, what does that mean? And what does that look like? And, and am I just, you know, visualizing a pile of cash? Well, that's not really going to, you know, elicit any kind of emotion there. So, you know, you want to go, well, what does that mean to me? What does the money mean? What does the health mean? Um, you want to also make sure that you list down why you want it. Because when you hit a little roadblock, which often we do, uh, your why is what's going to keep you going, keep you motivated to keep mm -hmm. moving. Uh, I also talk about actions, like what are the things that I need to do? Like who do I need to become? What are the habits yes. I need to adapt? Those kind of things. And then the last one is um, your thought affirmations. So, uh, I, you know, we all have heard things about limiting beliefs and these old programs that we, you know, have carried with us for most of our lives. Uh, and we don't normally notice this negativity until we challenge it. Right. <laughs> so once we set that goal and we start to take that action, all these old thoughts and these 
um, behavior patterns and these programs pop up. That pop up to the service. So once you understand what they are, you go, okay, well, if I'm going to release that, what are I replacing it with? Yes. You know, because we can go like, I don't want to think that anymore, but unless we actually have already thought about what we're going to replace it with, we're going to default back into that old thinking process. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if you have it in, an affirma- in a mind movie, in, in, as affirmations and you're reminding yourself every day this is how I think this is who I am this is how I'm showing up then that really helps you to step into being that person you know? yes um, yeah this is who so, I'm becoming that's right that's right so once you've got clear about what you want we want to get into our visualizations uh every day as often as we can uh, I call them little daydreams with intention. You, you know, once you've kind of created something in your mind, you can do that anytime. You can be driving the car or vacuuming the house. Uh, but what I recommend is that rather than seeing yourself as a character in a movie, that you actually immerse yourself in the moment as if you're experiencing it now. Mm-hmm. So what can you feel? What, what are you touching? What can you hear? What can you smell? What can you taste? Who are you with? You know, what do you see? What's, you know, and make it as an immersive and a moment as possible um, because your subconscious mind doesn't really know the difference. Um, right. And the more often that you do that, the more that you start to naturally act and think as if that's already a reality, mm-hmm. which helps you to really help to manifest that in a much faster way. It inspires you to do things differently. Yeah. Well, you get, you start... I mean, you're also training your reticular activating system. So now you're starting to notice everything that's going to help you. You're starting to get these ideas. You're starting to, you know, have these meetings and all these serendipitous things are starting to fall into place because, you know, everything in your being is now in alignment with this future that that you're creating. Yes. So once you're, you're doing your visualizations on a regular basis, we, we, you want to obviously take action. Like what, do, what and, and I'm, because sometimes you'll have something really big that you're working towards and you can be very overwhelmed with the mountain of things that need to happen. Mm-hmm. And so I always uh, go, look, hey, what's my next step? Mm-hmm. And what's the next step after that? Mm-hmm. I just focus on the next thing because if I'm focusing on the next thing, all the little steps are being made. I'm in alignment. Like I've got the trifecta, my thoughts, my emotions, my actions, everything is in alignment with this. Yes. And so then things start to happen that, you know, maybe you hadn't planned on and things start to fall into place. But if you look at the mountain of things, it can be, it can really, you know, be immobilizing. So what's your next step is my big thing. And then the last one, which is always the the most challenging one, which I I struggle with at times myself still, um, is the surrender piece, Mm. which is the, okay, I've, Put in my order. I'm doing everything that I can. I'm in alignment here, and I can't be married to what it's going to look like or how it's going to happen. And I can't be, you know, upset or impatient about when it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I have to just surrender, knowing that I'm doing everything that I can, and that I know that it is going to show up. But it's going to show up what it's going to look like mm-hmm. when it's supposed to, and kind of just surrender into that. So, yeah. And you, I read your newsletters and for listeners to know at mindmovies.com, there's a weekly email with an affirmation who you've had on your show, not over, just different and things to help our lives. And you've manifested your love that you put out in a recent email by doing this process. 
Oh, absolutely. So the, the beginning of 2020 was when I decided, right, this year, I'm going to meet someone, this is the year. And then, of course, by February, everything is shut down. I'm like, oh, <laughs> well, let's see, maybe not. But um, the good thing was that because, uh, you know, I had nothing on my calendar because, you know, I. and again, this is when you, you've got to look sometimes at your life and go, okay, well, am I in alignment with what it is that I'm asking for? Mm-hmm. Like I went, I'd like to have a relationship, but I'm sure that God or the universe was looking at my calendar going, are you sure? <laughs> because mm. where are you going to fit that? You've got no space on your calendar. And because I was single for such a long time, I had a very rich and full life. I mean, I was, yeah. there was a lot going on. Um, so it's amazing when you have nothing on the calendar. And uh, I had some time to kind of work on myself because there was, you know, a reason that I wasn't in relationship yet because I had all of my own stories and my own limiting mm. beliefs about you know, being in my 50s and being living in LA and in that dating scene, you know, I had all of the, the defences up about that. Um, so I was able to work through that with a coach. Um, and then I actually have a friend of mine who's a dating coach who kind of helped me with my profile. Um, and I had a mind movie specifically wow. for that. And uh, I only had my profile up for like three weeks. And I think Bert had his up for like two and a half. Wow. Yeah, so uh, it was interesting. We we met for a walk because it was still COVID, yeah, um, which lasted for two hours. But we knew on the walk. Wow, we knew then, and and so much so that there were things that were in my mind movie that he was saying on this first date. I'm just like, wow, he is amazing. Wow, so I didn't show him the mind movie until we were together for about three months. Okay, and so uh, when I did show him, he's like, okay, first of all. That's creepy because <laughs> that's us. I go, I know. Wow. I know. So you think you found me, but I actually ordered you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, yes. Um, you know, and that my movie was all about, you know, his characteristics, his qualities, mm. um, what our relationship looked like, um, how I showed up in the relationship, the things that we would do together. Um, and that's why he's like, wow, that's exactly our relationship. I, go, oh, I, I said, I know. I said, the things that were really important to me, I made sure I put in there, but you showed up as that on the first date. So it was easy for me to recognize you because I was very clear about what I was, what I wanted. Yes. Beautiful. Yeah. (laughs) What about for, I'm just thinking uh, someone that might have an intention, the qualities of a partner, even feeling like they've met that person and one person has awareness, the other doesn't. Is that about, is that a moment to surrender? Well, I don't know. So I had some very good advice given to me by Katie Hendricks. I don't know if you know Katie and Gay Hendricks. They've written quite oh, a, yes. a number of books. Yeah. So yes. I was at a, a party once with her and she's like, why are you still single? And I'm like, I don't know. Why am I still single? And, um, and she said, uh, she said, look, you have to have three must-haves and three deal breakers. Everything else is negotiable. You have to dwindle it down to that. You know, because some women can have a full laundry list of all the things they want. But, you know, I think that when you look at what, when you boil it down to that, that is what's going to give you a clear idea. So I really wanted someone who um, was financially sound. Mm-hmm. You know, and at this age, you know, there's a lot of men are out of marriages and are still supporting families and or, you know, maybe starting again or whatever. I mean, that's fine, but I'm, I needed someone who was financially sound. Mm-hmm. I also wanted someone who wasn't tied to their career or their job that had time so that we could have time together. 
Beautiful, yeah. Um, And then the last thing is I wanted someone who was open to growing and open to personal development. Mm. They didn't have to be in personal development, but they had to be open to it, you know. Um, And I know on our first date, um, you know, we both talked about our, you know, previous marriages, but we both talked about it from a place of where it was what we were talking about how our contribution was to the end of it, not blaming the other person. And then we talked about our journey and how we'd really been growing and expanding since that. I'm like, ooh, hello. (laughs) Yeah. That's what I'm looking for. And Bert has been, um, uh, he's been retired for like 20 years and he's completely, you know. Wow, has the time. Yeah, has all the time in the world, which in the beginning was a bit of an issue, but we've worked it out now. But, um, and, you know, financially sound. So that was all of that. And then, of course, the, the deal breakers, I really only had two. Had you know, someone had to be more spiritual, not religious, because you know it was mm-hmm. a bit of a challenge for me with that. Um, and no little kids, so mm-hmm. yeah. So uh, they were the, they were the the main things. But yeah, so when he showed up as that on our first date, I'm like, well, everything I, c- I can work with. And to be honest with you, um, you know, we were in this unreal you know, surreal part of the first part of our relationship because it was COVID, it was right. a pandemic. So, you know, he had me to himself and then the world started to open up and I'm like, well, I'm a very social person. And he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. So then we had to kind of get through that part. Right. And of course, you know, I do believe that, you know, we meet people who are going to help us on our journey mm-hmm. to expand and, uh, you know, Bert's uh, triggers were triggering my triggers and mm-hmm. so had the triggery trigger stage. Um, but again, we were able to, because we're both committed to working on ourselves and, and yes. at that, we were able to, you know, take responsibility for our part in what was happening there so that we could work on our own stuff so that we could be together as a couple. So we've been together for three years next month. Oh, wow. In such an amazing place. It's exactly the relationship that I want, wanted and, you know, we went through a lot to get here. Yeah. And I'm really proud of us, of both of us to, you know, to have the wherewithal to be able to do that. Thank you for sharing this. It makes it really tangible and real. Yeah. The the steps and the process. And I feel like everyone listening and watching can emotionally connect with what you've shared. Yeah. I mean, uh, the, believe me, there's a few times where I'm like, ah, this is too hard. I'm out. <laughs> I'm done. Uh, right. Um, and then I also have to sit in that. So uh, the other thing, uh, which I'm sure you will appreciate, like this is the first time I've been in a relationship with this level of consciousness and awareness. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's not like I can, like I used to do with my husband, oh, it's all your fault, you're you're the reason, and blah, blah, blah. Well, I can't do that now because I know that right. that's not the case, you know, mm-hmm. and I have to kind of look at myself and, you know, that's not always comfortable. <laughs> right, not always comfortable. Natalie, will you also tell us about your show, Not Over, Just Different, which I was on? Yes, yes. Well, um, I started the podcast, this is the beginning of the pandemic. Um, and, you know, and through mind movies, we do, I do teach a lot about manifestation and limiting beliefs and, you know, all of that kind of stuff. And I went, well, I want to do a podcast, but I want to do something that I, that is in alignment with that. But that's something that's, you know, near and dear to my heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think what I love about podcasting is that you can get very real and raw and vulnerable and you can open up conversation that maybe might be uncomfortable in another kind of medium. Uh, and, you know, being a 50-something-year-old woman and going through menopause and I'm thinking, why 
why did why do we not talk about this stuff? Right. Like, we should be talking more about this. So it really is for, you know, women at this stage of our life, even though, you know, younger women can definitely uh, learn a lot from that as well. Mm-hmm. But it is m- women's stuff. So, you know, how everything from health and menopause and hormones and all those kind of things to sex, to love, to marriage, to divorce, to dating, to, you know, uh, a whole bunch of different stuff. But but anything that's kind of related to women at this time of our life. Um, and, of course, you know, the more real and authentic the conversation is, the more I, I love that kind of thing. Yes, yes. And then when I was doing some research to learn about you, I found some posts that were put out before you created personal growth studies when you were talking about it, excited about it. And that is a reality. And I love how you were reaching children to teach them about empathy, to teach them about loving themselves and mental well-being. How has that been for you? That's been a journey. So I, um, you know, I we I started working on this this program, this curriculum, probably five years ago now, mm-hmm. and uh, I I read a news article about a ten year old girl who had taken her life, mm. and I'm like, this is crazy. And then you know, and then of course, in that article, they're talking about the statistics, and and of course, the statistics are way worse right now, mm-hmm. of you know, young girls um, and young young boys who are considering suicide. I'm just like, this is crazy. I surely there's something here I can do to help. Yes. And so I teamed up with a colleague of mine um, who has two master's degrees. She's worked in child trauma for many years, uh, and uh, together we were able to create the curriculum. So she most the content comes from her and and all of her knowledge and experience you know and then I'm able to put it into this you know a digital platform to make it easy Mm -hmm. to deliver to teachers you know we've even created an amazing platform for for the students so number one they can access this at home so their families can also go through the lessons with them Um, it also helps parents to be able to see exactly what's in the curriculum as well because that's been a bit of a challenge Um, we also have uh, you know meditation and yoga videos Mm -hmm. that have mind movies as well we've got an under 12s version and a teenage version but then of course what's you know the whole purpose of this program is really helping to identify and to help children with their emotional intelligence mm-hmm. so we have two ways of them to be able to have a health wellness check-in one is manually so that comes in as a little pop-up and they can tell us how they're feeling you know do they understand why they're feeling that did they use tools to shift their emotion different things like that but then we also have this uh you know voice recognition technology so they speak into the device for 20 seconds and we can measure the emotions that they are feeling in wow. that moment. So wow. we can compare what they're telling us and what we're measuring. Um, and then we're able to feed that data back to school counsellors and teachers that's in a very easy-to-read to format so they can quickly identify any student that needs intervention, anyone that needs help. Um, so, we've, you know, we've got that component in there as well because it's, it's not just the students and the children that we are committed to helping mm-hmm. with their mental health, but the teachers as well. Mm-hmm. You know, it is, you know, we were ready to go at the beginning of the pandemic and, of course, the pandemic hit and, you know, the world went up, up topsy-turvy. Yes. Because now it's even more, you know, needed. But, you know, over 300,000 teachers have left the profession in the last couple of years here in the U.S., 
Mm-hmm. It is getting so challenging for challenging. them. Yeah. And so, you know, the school. There's are, so many needs, so uh, many needs that teachers are interfacing with and, and seeing. Yeah. And, and here's the thing. I mean, we can talk about the challenges. Parents are going through it as well. Yeah. They've spent a couple of years scared out of their minds for the safety of their children, their mm-hmm. family, themselves. Um, and so the way that they are showing up right now may not be, you know, helpful <laughs> to teachers yeah. and, and administrators. Um, students uh, are, are seeing their teachers struggling, their parents struggling, and, of course, they're struggling as well because they missed out on some major milestones in their development, mm-hmm. you know, mentally during that time. And so we can talk about all the issues and the problems because there are so many uh, that's happening. But, you know, what I try to do is focus on the solution. Yes, and the solution yes. is how do is well, this is what the curriculum does, and this is what we help teachers do as well, is helping you to self-regulate your emotions. Mm-hmm. So that when you're feeling something, it's okay to feel whatever you're feeling. You have to feel the feelings. It's very important. This is not about suppression. This is right. about feeling the feelings. And then once you've felt the feelings and you're ready to shift to something else, how do you do that? Um yeah. looking at, you know, uh human basics compassion, empathy, um, you know, self-esteem, you know, looking at, because, you know, kids will, part of their development is how they see themselves is in comparison to their friends and to other people. Mm-hmm. But of, of course now that comparison is online and on social media. Like the worst thing we had to deal with was the glossy, you know, airbrushed photos in magazines. Yes. You know, right now, People, kids who are online are just bombarded with this 24 7, um, and nothing that they're seeing is real. It's not real, it's all contrived, it's all mm-hmm. you know, um, filters and whatever else, right? And so, they have this, uh, this, this level of what they're trying to compare themselves and to get to that's not real, and so they're you know. They're upset with themselves. They're cutting. They're committing. They're they're considering suicide. Right. All things because they don't feel like they belong or that they fit or that they're good enough. They're and not. So yes. Is, yeah, and this is a lot of what this program does it well as well. And de- de- developing the capacity to self soothe that you're talking about is so important. It's such an important skill. And often we might kids might grow up in a home where their parents don't really know how to self-soothe. So they're not taught how to mediate the difficult feelings that come up. And so I just love what you're offering. Thank you. And I think too is that um, because of the algorithms and all of the uh, technology that is on these platforms that is specifically designed to create engagement, to create, um, to elicit emotions, that, you know, the other thing is that kids are getting numb. They're just getting numb to all of it. They're just like, I can't do this anymore. Like I can't be, you know, because they're being manipulated so terribly and so often. And they're overstimulated. Overstimulated, yeah. Their central nervous system is overtaxed. Yeah. They're in that fight and flight most of the time. Yeah. So, Natalie, what are you looking forward to? With having done so much, yeah, it's like what, like, what are you excited about? What for you is on the horizon? 
Well, you know, my biggest excitement is the personal growth studies curriculum. You know, we have been in, in well, not negotiations, we've been in, in talks with many different schools and school districts. Um, and, uh, you know, we're at the beginning of the program. So right now we're looking at working in different uh, school districts, you know, throughout the U.S., um, and we're very close to, you know, getting that organized. So I'm really looking forward to really immersing myself in that um, in that program, working with teachers, helping students, um, and really fine honing that into something that's going to be, you know, life changing. Yes, know, for, for a lot of people. Yeah, um, you know, uh, as you, as I mentioned before, I'm my relationship is in a really amazing place. So I'm yes. looking forward to to more travel and and you know, I took Bert to Australia uh, over mm -hmm. Christmas last. So his first trip to Australia. And first time meeting my family, even though wow. we've been together for two years. Yeah. And all my Australian friends, though, I think that was a little overwhelming. I think the next time we go back, it'll be just, just, I'll go, <laughs> honey, just you and me, you know? Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, just, you know, and honestly, I love being challenged. I love stepping outside of my comfort zone. I think that's part of um, what makes me feel alive. Mm -hmm. uh, and so, you know, looking at this new big challenge that I'm, you know, facing right now, it's, um, it's, you know, exciting the pants off me. <laughs> I love that. And, you know, going back to the beginning, some of the things you were discussing, I was with a client this morning and she was wondering why, why when I, I was, she was given a compliment from her husband about being beautiful and all of this resistance popped up and she noticed it was hard to accept the compliment by saying thank you. It, it brought up all the reasons why she doesn't feel like she's beautiful. And she was stuck in understanding why. And I said, you know what? That's a path that I think a lot of therapy and therapists, including myself, like why? As if that's going to help you change versus what if I am more beautiful than I ever imagined? How would I feel if I accepted that I'm beautiful? To start to lay some new tracks, what mm -hmm. if... I really am. And as you start to feel into more of that, the why will always come. When you get to the top of that mountain, you can look down and make some more sense of your life. But I encourage her to ask some different questions of herself. Besides, why am I this damaged? You know, what if, what if I could see myself as he does? What if I could see myself as, as the universe does? And I could kind of see her eyes light up and just really offering possibility. And for me as a therapist, it was really untraining some of the things I was taught to go deeper into the problem and instead align with the solution and who it is we want and need to become to have the life that we most deeply desire. Yeah. Well, it, here's the thing, like we all have the programming We all, and sometimes you can pinpoint a moment or pinpoint the environment and go, oh, well, of course, that's why I have an issue with that. And it gives you a little bit of understanding, mm -hmm. but it doesn't solve the problem. Right. You know, and I think that even if you don't know what it is, you can guarantee it happened when you were a kid. So you can just say, oh, that happened when I was a kid. You don't, even, yeah. you don't have to pinpoint what that is. What's more important is that, you know, you get to a place where you go, okay, well, I want to release that thought. I want to release mm -hmm. that behavior. What am I going to change it with? Like, what am I replacing it with? You know, and we talked about this before. It's like, who do you want to become? Yes. Um, you know, I was listening, started listening to a book this morning because I listened to what I'm exercising called Atomic Habits. Yes, I know that book. Yeah. And it talks about how your habits really are who you are. So rather than going, I don't want to, you know, I, you know, want to, 
you know, not drink or eat healthy food. You have to go, no, rather than focusing on the habit itself, it's like, who are you being when you don't do that? Like, Mm -hmm. I'm a fit and healthy person. Mm -hmm. Uh, You have to identify as that. I identify as a, um, you know, like a fit and healthy person. Now, would a fit and healthy person eat this? Nope. Would a fit and healthy person drink this? Nope. Okay, so you know that's what helps you to, to change that, but it's it's all really focusing on who you are. So in this woman's, you know, example, because I'm the same. Like menopause has been not exactly kind to my body, and I've put sure. on weight, but it, but it's a normal thing during menopause. But I can go into my whole little thing, but then Bert will look at me and just go, "You're so beautiful," and I'll just mm. like. I'm like, I need to start seeing myself through your eyes, you know. Yes, yes. <laughs> and I need to start seeing myself through your eyes. Absolutely. You know, be so uh, so. it's like, okay, well, now I'm changing that and go, I am beautiful. Yes. I am a beautiful woman, you know, and um, and then it, stepping into that and lowering into that every, every time you say that, the layers underneath that of what that is because it, by saying that and becoming that, it's not just you look at yourself and you feel like you're beautiful and that you see beauty, but it's also the shedding and the releasing of everything else that, that stopped you from feeling that in the first place. Yes. 100%. Hmm. Natalie, thank you for your time today. I'm just delighted to have had this conversation. It's so great. And I'm so glad that we bumped into each other the other, the other way. (laughs) That was a manifestation. I've wanted to meet you and boom, there you were. There there I was. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you so much, much. Natalie. Thank you, darling. (laughs) Talk to you in the future. That concludes our show with Natalie Ledwell. Learn more at mindmovies.com, natalieledwell.com. All the links will be in the show notes. And with that, all of my love, and I will be with you next time. And that's a wrap. Thank you. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review All Things Therapy on the platform you're listening from. And let's connect on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at NOLA Therapy, the abbreviation for New Orleans, Los Angeles Therapy, reflecting my two favorite cities. And let's keep changing consciousness one conversation at a time. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.